We are back with part two of our London Marathon preview. This time we're talking about the women's race taking place this Sunday. I'm Kevin, joined by Lincoln. We're going to run through all the top entrants, talk about the Americans as well. Lincoln, how are you feeling a couple days out from this race? Well, as far as physical health, I'm feeling better. As far as mental and emotional health, it's been a it's been an interesting morning. But the people don't want to hear about that. They want to hear about how I'm feeling about the London Marathon. I'm excited for this. More women's entries as far as Americans go than on the men's side. We only have one. So the women's side, there is a little storyline how Molly Molly Seidel is going to race in her first marathon after finishing second at the trials. How will Sarah Hall bounce back? That's all interesting. But of course, up top, um, they're not as much interest as on the men's side, clearly. But if it wasn't Kipchoge versus Bekele, I think we'd be speaking a lot more about this women's race because it's it's very high quality. And the names at top are, you know, are comparable to the to the names over on the men's side as far as the the dom recent dominance goes in, in the women's marathon. This is a, this is a heavyweight class for sure. Yeah, you have Kazgai, who is the number one seed right now in women's marathoning. If you were to seed them, just like you would for the men, you'd put Kipchoge up there. Ruth Chepnegich would obviously be up there in the top five. Vivian Chariot, who's in this race, would also be in the top five. So you have you know, three of the absolute best in the world in, in this race. And ordinarily, you'd say, hey, this woman has a PR three minutes better than everybody else in the field. She's the runaway absolute favorite. But I don't know if I would go that. I, I mean, I think she is the favorite going into this race. But I think there's a possibility here for an upset, obviously greater than a possibility for an upset um, in, in the men's race. But when you look at when you look at Cosguy, a couple things stand out to me here, Link. Number one, obviously the 214 in Chicago. And now she's running on a London course that's supposedly faster than the regular London Marathon course, which is faster than Chicago typically. So yep. she's capable of running 214. We know that already. Two, and perhaps most importantly for this race, we've seen Bridget Koskai race very recently. And for many of these women's women, not only have we not seen them race recently, we haven't seen them race at all in 2020. So I think that answers a lot of questions just on the base level of, is she fit? Yes, we know she's fit. She ran that hour race in Brussels uh, against Sifan Hassan. She got DQ'd ultimately for stepping on the curb, but she ran well. She quitted herself nicely. So I, I think obviously because of that, you have to make her the favorite before you even talk about the 214, just because we know that she is in some type of shape. Yeah, and it's not just the 214 because you could say, oh, that obviously is a great time, but she's not going to have the male pacers like she would in Chicago here. But, you know, her last two appearances in London, she won and finished second. So mm -hmm. uh, when we talk about someone who is the defending champion and who has a 214 personal best, I, I actually tend to think that she's just as big a, as a favorite as Kipchoge. And I, I understand that's a, almost a little blasphemous, but nothing in her record recently suggests she's anywhere off of the 214 shape she was in. Again, it's not going to happen in all likelihood simply because of the personnel that's going to be around her. But 
I, I don't see, show me where, where she's, and I'm not saying you're saying this, but there's no indication she's anywhere off that. Sure, she lost a half mm-hmm. marathon of which the world record was set and she got DQ'd, whatever, that was dumb, but she she lost still yet to Safan Hassan. There's not a ton of shame on in that when it, especially when it comes down to on, on the track. Um, she, she hasn't fallen off at, at all. And I, do I think she's going to win by three minutes? No, but I, I, two minutes, one minute. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's possible. And I know Chip Nagich is a star and Ch- Cherry at the same, but Kazka is on a different level than these women. Mm-hmm. I think the argument would be something that you threw out a couple of days ago where the two fourteen was just an outlier performance, amazing day had the benefit of Pacers. They're not going to be there in London. And Chep Negich and Chariot are good enough where if they have their strongest showing, they can possibly upset her. You look at those two yeah. losses, though. Those are not bad losses. She yeah. lost to Stefan Hassan in a track race. Granted, it was an hour-long track race, which is different. And then mm-hmm. the other race she lost that half marathon was to a woman who broke the world record in the half marathon. Right. Right. That's right. That's if you're going to lose, those are quote unquote good ways to lose. The reason I just say Kipchoge is a bigger favorite, it's a really simple argument, and that is he's Kipchoge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. I just, uh, I mean, you can't quantify it. Uh, of course, you're going to pick him because of his his sterling record. But Kazguy, yeah. I mean, the more I look back on it, it's been a long time ago. It was pre pre COVID, at least as far as our understanding. Uh, uh, of things, but Kazguy's half marathon, she ran sixty four forty nine and lost. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. you know that she's better at the marathon than she is in the half, and that's a scary thing when someone's able to to run sixty four forty nine. I mean, you know, uh, I don't think Kipchoge. Maybe he would, but I don't think Kipchoge would be the best half marathon runner in the world if he was to tackle that distance. Um, you know, maybe he would, maybe he could run 50, maybe he could run 58. Oh, and, and, and I mean, I, I think it's a decent possibility, but cause guy, I think, you know, everyone says, oh, half marathon's way different. It's closer to a 10 K. She has that range that the hour run, she could, I understand the last lap. She got smoked by Safan Hassan, yeah. but we're talking about a 351 woman that cause guy was able to, again, quotes, keep up with on the track. There's no one else that that no one else is doing that, and and it is going to take a monumental off day for her to win. There's just no there's no indication she has the experience in London. Yes, it's a different course, but but her I think she's better than ever. It doesn't mean she's going to break the world record because. Yeah. Lose me again. <laughs> No, I, I mean, I, I, I think uh, you're, you're, you're making a strong argument for Kazguy being a, a bigger, a bigger favorite. I, my thing is just, I've watched a race where she's lost recently. I've watched mm. a marathon mm-hmm. where she's lost recently. I can see that. Now, you could say, okay, Kevin, 2018 when she lost, that was a different Bridget Kazguy. We are now into Kazguy yeah. 2.0. And since she's been on this run... She hasn't lost a marathon, and she's looked really good in the races that she has lost that aren't marathons. You know, losing in the 64-minute race, there's no, there's no shame in that. Uh, by the way, Elliot Kipchoge mm-hmm. would absolutely be the best half-marathoner in the world. He ran a 159.40. Oh, okay. Let me do some splits here, Lincoln. That means mm-hmm. he, could, he went 59.50, 59.50, 59.50, 59.50, 59.50, 59.50, 59.50, 59.50, 59.50, 59.50, 59.50, 59.50, 59.50, 59.50, 59.50
and then ran another half marathon. I think he could run 58 yeah. out. I'm going okay. to go. Okay. I'm gonna Fair. I'll take that. Yeah, that's marathon. fine. We're never going to see it, which is a bummer, which goes back to my big Kipchoge bucket list topic that we talked about, I think, last year, where we're like, is this guy going to keep doing marathons or is he going to do some cool new stuff? And I entertain the notion that he do cool new stuff and instead he just decided to completely dominate the marathon, which is probably the better yeah. decision. Anyway, back to – okay, so – you you put Kipchoge's odds of winning at eighty five percent. Sounds like you're going what ninety for Kazguy. Um, I would I would put it at the same. I mean, if if I had, I, I what's the difference in five percent? I don't know, but eighty five, eight maybe we can do eighty six if I if I want to stay true to saying it's it's almost greater than than Kipchoge. Um, I look at the margin she won by in in twenty nineteen. She won by over a minute. Um, it may have been. It may have been closer to two. I need to go back and it was it was closer to two. It was a minute fifty four um, over Vivian Chariot. Now the pandemic and the lack of you know the the small amount of racing could introduce some chaos. The different course, but you know she broke the world record by eighty some seconds in Chicago, and and then I mean and then before that won London by one fifty four, and then all she's done since is compete well with Safan Hassan on the track and then before that run a 64 minute half marathon it's absurd she's she's way better she's way better than everyone else i it's going to take a, a a huge off day or a dnf for her to for her to lose i just i i just don't okay. think we're giving her the respect just because we're like well she's a massive favorite is she as big as kipchoge it's like well so you can make the argument, obviously, no. And then it's like, and then we kind of talk ourselves into, well, Chepnegich is good. She's run 217. She won the world title. It's like, no, these are people that aren't on the same playing field at all. Well, I certainly feel like, I think that gap's a little smaller than you, but I think there definitely is a drop well, off after can that you top three. Convince me, uh, convince me why. I just think that Cosguy though her resume is established and long, I think she is still, she can still be subject to the normal pratfalls of a marathon. And I think we get, mm -hmm. we're, we're looking at dominance through the perspective of Kipchoge when we should be looking at dominance in the perspective of like a Dennis Cometo, a Jeffrey Mutai, some of these other people who had a run, Wilson Kipsang, that lasted a year or two. That's the normal mm -hmm. life cycle atop mm -hmm. a marathon. Men, women, in this era that's 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 the, the main crux of my argument it's just that eventually these things are unpredictable and she's going to have a bad day and Shepnegich and chariot are good enough i mean we saw it was only two years ago right when i guess it's two and a half now because we're in the fall when chariot beat her in in london again you could say that was before she started on this run but yeah i think i think the an, another reason she could win is after the top three, I think there's a drop off. So, which I think is going to help cause guy. There's, I don't see anybody's, you know, it's not like the men's race where there's, you know, probably four or five people up there. Like the next group, just based on PRs, there's uh, Ashete Bekere, who's run 2214. There's Alemu Megertu, who's run 221. And then that's like, that's it, Lincoln. Like after that, then the yeah. next best PR is 224. And I don't think somebody from with a 224 PR is going to win this race. So if you think there's one clear favorite, which there is, there's two maiden contenders, and then there's two dark horses, 
but that's the whole yeah. field. That's the whole range of outcomes. You'd need a Boston Marathon type weather event to get a winner other than than that top group, I think. Yeah, and with the loops, you're just I don't think you're going to see an, an an upset. I don't think with the the skills of with the the ability you're going to see anyone. I mean, these these women that have run 220, I mean, good luck or one woman and then another who's run 221. Good luck going out in in 68 minutes or faster. I mean, this is what this race does. It got, maybe not 67, but you know, it has in the past gone out. I know it's a different course, but it's gone out crazy. And mm -hmm. th these other women are not going to be physically capable of even doing that. Now, of course, can they come back if, if, if there's a suicide pace up front? Sure. But I think the field is good enough here. Cosguy is good enough to where she's not going to go backwards. Um, so I, it just doesn't strike me as like this is an upset type of a, type of a thing. I think there's going to be the understanding that a world record is not possible. I think this is going to be a, a 217 race. And um, mm -hmm. if it goes out fast it's going to be a three, three woman race, maybe a two woman race by halfway. And, uh, so yeah, you, you know, I, I agree. I don't see necessarily any, any upset potential. I think when we look though at, um, Cosguy and you're kind of trying to say, well, a marathon, uh, success in the marathon is, is obviously is, is often fleeting. And so that mm -hmm. would be the reason why maybe she would lose here. I mean, that, that nobody shows that more than Bekele. And I think I, while we are looking at Bekele and saying he's been inconsistent, I think a lot of us are looking at it and saying we're forgetting the the random DNFs and the and the uh, the bad performances against Kipchoge and saying, well, he just ran 201.41. So that, that's what we should expect here. Where, no, not even Who's close. saying I'm that? I'm not saying you're, you're necessarily we're not saying, saying that, that. But I didn't pick him for second. No, I picked him the third. I you picked him the DNF. People... I don't... Okay, the pundits. Yeah, um, so not not you. No, the, just other people. You know, the take artist, Kevin Stephen A. I heard him. He, he was he was big on Bekele. No, <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I don't. I, I think we are as absolutely trying to grasp at straws to to make it seem like anyone besides Kozkai can win. I, I think she's elevated to that, to, to the level of, of she is a massive favorite on par with Kipchoge. It doesn't have to be for you the, at the same level, but when you look at PRs, it's a totally different world. Kipchoge has got a two second faster personal best. If you just look at world record eligible courses. And if you don't look at world record eligible courses and you take his 159.40, guess what? His PR is two minutes faster. Well, Kazuke's got a PR that's three minutes faster. I know Kipchoge's basically a deity at this point, but there is ample argument here for to say Kazuke should be a, a bigger favorite. I, I just don't. I, I hardly even want to consider anyone else. I, I think if she finishes this race, she wins by a lot. Okay. And again, I just now we're, we're looking at this with the prism of Kipchoge when. Maybe we shouldn't, but I just, I think a lot, again, a lot of that is the years and years and years and years. And the reason we're giving Bekele yeah. a puncher's chance is because he's the greatest track distance runner of all time. Yes, not. I understand. Listen, so I, I, I've I, only seen like seven, eight years of dominance from Kipchoge in the marathon. I need at least I know, a well, decade. I mean, like you don't need to go back very far to win. Kazguy was a quote unquote normal <laughs> marathoner very, very good yeah but more down to earth like we're really looking at a you know she won chicago in in 218 in 
2018, but and then the year before that, yeah, excuse me, the year before that, you're in 220. I mean, 218 is a normal time, normal-ish time. It's a very fast time, but it's something mm-hmm. that aligns with reality. It really wasn't until 2019. So we're looking at basically, I mean, she ran another 218 in London. So you're looking at the fall of 2019 when she ran that race. So you're going fall of 2019 to fall of 2020. That's the that's the period of this otherworldliness. Whereas Kipchoge has been on this yeah. otherworldliness kick. I understand. Even if you want to wait, even if you want to wait on <laughs> Kipchoge and say he didn't, he didn't, add, you know, didn't transcend to this new level until Monza. Well, Monza several years ago now, and several yeah. marathons since then. I just, right. again, I mean, it's it almost sounds like you think she can break the world record. Is what what I'm hearing. No, I don't. I mean, I think she can break the. Win, if you're saying uh, she's in the, the same only. shape. Okay. I think she'll Explain. run under 217.01. I think she'll break the London record. I think if not a 217.01 for sure, which I don't think is obviously a crazy take, but I think it's definitely possible we see our first our first uh, 216, which would, of course, I was be like the world record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... I would I would be concerned in terms of the, of just the pacing because I'm looking at this start list and they have seven pacers listed now not all of them are going to be with the top group so there may only be only but there may be about three people pacing that top group which okay a couple things there you can't do the same blocking of the wind the, the formation like you had for for Kipchoge's world record attempts but also one of them is going to have a bad day and, and peter out i just wonder if they can get her to can they get her to 25k on mm-hmm. 216 pace that'll be that'll be interesting to watch but she has the same you're you're sort of boxing me into this position where i feel like i have to say that cause guy is not the favorite which I, I led with at the top she's the favorite but i think yeah she has the same luxury of, she has the same luxury as kipchoge in that 216 pace is two minutes slower than her pr and it's all it's faster than everybody else's pr so she can run mm-hmm. where nobody else has run before and and feel comfortable. So again, she's a favorite. I just wouldn't put her as high as Kipchoge. I know it might be contrarian. I know it be, might be strange to say the greatest marathoner of all time in the men's race is is a bigger favorite, but I'm going with yeah. it. Yeah, you know, I'll let you play down the middle of the fairway. That's fine. I just want to come out and <laughs> say, just, I, I need, like Gordon always wants those headlines. Just like, is Kazga a bigger mm. favorite than Kipchoge? I'm wondering if we're going to see a, a, a crazy 2017, like I know no Mary Katani in this field, but a first half under 67 minutes. Uh, that would be sure entertaining if we, if we got that. Um, and I would love that. And you would, you know, maybe cause guy says, I want to rid myself of this, of this field early. And, and mm-hmm. maybe that's the recipe. Cause you look at Chip Nagas. Yeah. She's got a 217 best, but it comes with like a half, a half asterisk simply because it's in it was in dubai and her next fastest time Mm -hmm. is almost 219 and that was a race not in a major yes i know she won in doha whatever um but Mm -hmm. for champions she's never won she's never run a london she's never run a chicago and i think there's that's a little bit of a it's a different stage when you talk about going from beating a roberta groner to trying to beat a a a bridget cosguy it's a it's a little bit different are you saying that Doha 2019 was not a proving ground for future London Marathon champions? Because I object strongly. 
Listen, it was it was hot. It, it was a proving it was a proving ground for the lack of Wi-Fi for us media members and the <laughs> amount of coffee I could drink at four a.m. But it, I don't think it was a yeah. I don't think running two thirty two in ninety degree heat necessarily uh, shows what you can do in perfect weather on loops in London. I, obviously, that's not a that's not a strong take. <laughs> do you think the do you think the loops will make it faster or make it slower? I shouldn't even call them loops, the laps, because there's so many of them. Yeah, the laps. I feel like, yeah, yeah. For for it to, for it to be a lap, or for it to be a loop, I feel like you only need to do like four or five of them. But yeah, anything more than that, I'm gonna call it a lap. Well, I, you could make the argument both ways. I mean, you know, Kipchoge's was on a in, what a, an out and back loop course, and he ran 159, and so mm -hmm. you know you had consistent splits the whole time. Obviously, they're gonna know their splits based on having a watch, regardless, and wh where they're at. But I would think the loops would make it faster, just simply just the the, the positive affirmation of, you know, you're going to know what you you need to run on these 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 short loops and you keep hitting that and keep hitting that and keep hitting that. I mean, the, the other factor, I guess, the, the opposite way would be mentally it's tough to keep mm -hmm. circling, 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 uh, just like that's why you don't run a marathon on a track because you go insane. Uh, but I think it's the first option. I think it's, I think it's the fact that, that it's, um, getting splits, staying consistent and you can kind of, you know, there's not a, there's not going to be a point on the course. It's like, oh, it's a, it's a massive downhill and it's a, and it, yeah. know, it's really going to change things. I think it's consistent and you're, you're going to see faster times because of it. Yeah, I think you can lock in early and just stick on that pace, but it's not like you get carried away on this big downhill stretch and then you have to rein it yeah. back in and yeah. it'll be easier to get communication and get feedback because mm -hmm. even if you didn't even if you weren't able to see or get a, a split time or understand something or the clock's not working, there's just plenty of other ways to get information when you're looping around the exact yeah. same thing several several times. I'm I'm interested to see though if that if it plays out that way or you're right, maybe people just get so, so bored that it has, has a, a slowing down effect towards the middle of like, Oh man, we got seven more of these things. Like, yeah. Let's, yeah. I mean, that's let's, the only let's way like, I see it like that. Cause I do think there's, you slip back into those uh, with that many loops. It's almost like you slip back into that track mentality of which we talked about in the men's race of yeah. yeah like going at the bell, like things like that. Of just, of just okay i'm gonna measure my my output by where i'm at in this race and a lot of times sure. that's going to coincide with natural landmarks like okay there's five, three to go there's two to go there's one to go i'm gonna ratchet it up and ratchet it up um let's let's switch gears here let's talk about the americans in this race headlined by molly seidel and sarah hall Coming into this from opposite yeah. perspectives in a lot of different respects, Seidel, of course, made the Olympic team back in Atlanta in her first marathon, hasn't completed a race since then, DNF'd in a 10K. On the flip side of that, Hall didn't run well in Atlanta, but then continued racing this summer and got in a, a half marathon in Eugene, pretty much solo, I believe, and ran 68.18, which is a PR. Yeah. Uh Again, completely, completely different uh, lead-ups to this race for for both of them. Who do you think will be the best American? 
I think it's pretty clear it's going to be Sarah Hall. Um, Molly Seidel, for as good as she was, the, the trials has one marathon under her belt and she's run 227. This is an entirely different situation. We know Sarah Hall r- ran 222 at, in Berlin last year. And you're like you mentioned, has that preparation. And it's just at this point a better marathon, you know, week in, week out than just more experienced than than Molly. I mean, that's that's obvious. Than, than Molly Seidel. I don't think what Molly Seidel was a fluke. I think this is marathon is certainly going to be her distance, but experience is going to matter and knowing where to, how fast to go out and, and having been there before against a, you know, a big East African field, not a big, but, a, but a, you know, a very high quality East African field. Not that these women are going to be running 68 minutes through the half marathon, but just kind of knowing, having that experience in this type of a race is going to serve Hall very, very, very well. And when she's competing, I get, you know, against Seidel. Um, Seidel, yeah, the, the, the DNF, I guess, was was concerning in, in that 10,000 uh, this summer. We have no idea where she's at compared to Hall, who we, you know, we kind of tend to know what she's doing. And 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 the lack of pressure here, I think, also kind of benefits Sarah Hall. I, it seems like Sarah Hall, the last couple of years, She's hit and miss, and it seems like kind of when the pressure's off and maybe the attention's off, she does a lot better. I think back to uh, Boston, New York, and the trials, where it felt like the attention was building. It's like, wow, Sarah Hall, she's become a serial racer, and she's getting better with age in the marathon, and then things would kind of go south. Supposedly, she's she's in really good shape, uh, according to, to Ryan Hall, her coach, her husband. So I, I, have, more, I have more faith in, in her here. This is more for me, uh, for Seidel about get this experience, finish another marathon and, and get a PR. Um, but she, she would have to do way more than just get a PR to, I think, to compete with Sarah Hall. Yeah. Hall has a pretty good track record on flat, fast courses. Right. And this is going to be a flat, fast, controlled course. (laughs) Uh, yep. I think it, I think you know, she's, you know, New York, Boston, Atlanta, those were different types of races, championship type races, hillier courses. And we only have a one race sample size for Molly Seidel. And in that one race, she ran really well. And that was a very mm-hmm. tough course on a very tough day. But let's not assume that she can't also do it on a flat course. I think that would be a mistake because we don't know that. Yeah. 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 No, it would. It it would. I just think of the situations that led her to uh, finish second of the trials. She ran with Alphine Tuliamak for much of that race. Is she going to have that same teamwork? Is she going to have that same situation? Well, there's a million. Well, I'm just going to add. There's a lot of people around her time in this race. I mean, her her PR. Yeah, which is. I, I think she's faster than a 227 because I don't think that race Certainly. was fast. But yeah, but there's mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people with 226s, 227s. There's also another, I forgot in this, I didn't see it initially. There's another woman with a 219 PR, Valerie Jamelli. I know I mentioned before that there was only five, but there's actually six by Listen, my Listen, if, Va- if Valerie Jamelli wins this race, I will fly myself to the current coldest weather place in the world and do a backflip into whatever body of water is nearest 
That's not happening. How many times we we, we get up? Whoa! Watch out for this sleeper who randomly ran a fast time. Where where did she run two nineteen at? Well, do you know the reason I just I say it is because she wasn't listed on the top, like by PRs. She ran Frankfurt, two thousand nineteen. Yeah, that's all you need to know about that. Frankfurt. No, it's Frankfurt's fine. That's Frankfurt's not real fine, marathon, but, Kim. Okay, so so you think you think Hall. I think I think Seidel yes. is I think Seidel is going to run well. I don't think we should just exclude her from being good well, at flat I guess fast stuff. Just why why uh, why do you think she's going to run well? Because she was dang good when the pressure was really high, and you talked about Sarah Hall yeah. not having pressure. What pressure's on Molly Seidel? How much she do you has a I mean, squad I, listen, team. this I, I don't want this to come off as disrespect, but was it was it beginner's luck essentially? What Seidel? No, because no, no, it's a marathon. You run that race ten times. How many times does she finish second, though? Twice. Okay, but you run it once. You run it once, and she got second, and she's going to Tokyo. Mm. That's all that matters. She was clutch, man. Mm. That's hard to do. Sephora. There was a lot of pressure. I I saw you. Oh, sorry. Yes, Sephora. I saw you at the start line. You were nervous, and you were just covering the race. I mean, to 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 block out all the other factors. Remember, we talked about. We forget this now. Because a lot of those top women DNF, that was the deepest women's field mm. in history on the U.S. side, yeah. right? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they yeah. huddle, Sisson, Hase, Des Linden, and then that doesn't even mention Tulimak and Kipiego, who also made the team along with Seidel. There were a lot of very talented women there, and she handled them. Yeah, she handled the course, and she handled the weather. That's not luck. Yeah, that's good, and that's someone who's finding. Their distance now. Does this mean she's going to win three Olympic, or she's going to go on and make three Olympic teams? No, I'm not saying that. But yeah. as long as there hasn't been any injury, and maybe maybe there has been, I don't know. But as long as she's been healthy and had a decent buildup, she's a really good marathoner. Like you could tell that. Well, after we'll one, see. One I think race. the jury's out. Yeah, I think the jury's out. I think there are very few marathoners who transcend the like a course setting and can be good across different courses and and we're going to find out here I, I i just think that she benefited from the difficulty of that course tremendously um and is so she faster be easy than 227? yes yes she's faster than 227 but this is i i think she's going to get beat by sarah hall by by two or three minutes i truthfully mm-hmm. think that i think i don't know it it I think it'll be obviously it'll be closer than that. All I'm saying is that she's a gamer. She proved that in in one race. It's tough to. It's not mm-hmm. like she ran it. She ran a fast time in a debut marathon in a low stakes race. She jumped into the yeah. highest pressure yeah, situation yeah, yeah. you could think of and did it. Hall could beat her. Mm-hmm. I don't have a strong feeling about one way or the other. Hall could beat her. She could beat Hall. I just I think Sadell is is legit, and I don't think we can chalk it up to just a weird race condition. Kevin, I'm getting a just a feeling. It's kind of like a Spider-Man spider sense. I'm thinking we can call this a loser leaves town race. I know you love when I do that. <laughs> Let's do it. Just kidding. Yes, the, everybody's going to leave town up. because they're flying back yeah. the next day directly to Got the it. United States and hopefully traveling safely and mm-hmm. COVID, COVID-free with all the testing. So I yeah. listen, I, I, I think it's cool that there's at least a couple of Americans in there. Adds another angle. They're obviously not going to be up front, but it's something. It's something to track. But I, I like Seidel's position. You're about, 
what, nine months away from an Olympic team that you've already made that no one expected you to make, and you're getting right. flown to London to compete against the best women in the world. I think it's a pretty cool spot to be in. If it goes bad, it goes bad. If it goes great, it goes right. great. You're still on the Olympic team. And how many times has this happened before? How many times has someone made an Olympic team in a marathon, and then their next marathon isn't the Olympics? She gets to practice. Is, she gets to get ready for the rare. big stage. Yep. Yep. Just man, thinking how much more fun this would be if Galen Rupp was in this race, and if uh, if Tulimak was in this race, and it, all those people. It's too bad. But anyways, yeah, it's it's great. It, it, it's the practice she needs, right? You given this opportunity, this golden opportunity to to learn how to run the marathon fully before before going to the Olympics. That's it. It, it changes things significantly. She runs really well here. All of a sudden, it's it's a lot different from a showing up in Sephora in a in a just happy to be here position. All of a sudden, it's it's maybe Molly Seidel can can be the Jared Ward of 2016 and and finish top seven, top top six, I should say. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's this is yeah, it's it, it's not just a for Seidel. It's it's not just a uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know I'll just run my second marathon and whatever, see what happens. It's no, I need to learn this learn this distance a little bit more. And then I can, if it, with, with a good race, go into Sephora with a tremendous uh, jump in confidence than, than she would have otherwise. And again, this is why I say it's a no-lose situation. If she runs poorly, what happens to her about expectations around the Olympics? They go down and then she can yeah. surprise again. There's, there's really nothing right. lost by this. And I could say that, you could say that about most people in this race because, hey, we didn't even think we we're going to get a marathon here. But if you're not – if you don't have the Olympics as a target, you're, you know, next season is, is an uncertainty. You don't know what races you're going to be in. Are you going to stick around to the next Olympic cycle? But Seidel already has – she has some short-term benchmarks that she's going to hit, and this is just one step yeah. along the way, and it's a great opportunity to run, to run a quick time. Yeah. Where do you think she finishes, Rel? Where do you think – Sorry, where do you think she finishes relative to Sarah Hall? I think they're within a minute of each other. I think it's gonna be pretty close. And in uh, what do you two twenty three, two twenty four? What do you what do you think time wise? Yeah, exactly. I think right right there. I think Seidel's gonna PR by a couple of minutes, which she should, based on how hard the course was in Atlanta, because that was a ridiculous, ridiculous course. But I could see two twenty threes. Uh, for both of them, I mean, maybe even maybe Paul PRs and they go 221. I mean, would would not shock me if Seidel could run a 221 marathon just based on how well she ran in Atlanta. Again, we don't have the benefit of knowing the build up or the training with pretty much anybody in here, with with the exception of Bridget Koskai. So, I'm I'm taking a leap here, but I just I just think that wasn't a fluke in in Atlanta. You know, you brought up how you wish Galen up was there. There's one person who could get Galen up there. You know who that is? You know who you got to talk to if you want Galen up to run now? Mike Smith? He, uh, yeah, Lincoln. Yeah. You want yeah. Uh, you want? I think it's a little run? late. Yeah. We should have started the campaign there. earlier. Yeah, that's true. I was going to ask, higher ch what's, a, what's the, what's the higher, higher chance? Molly Seidel breaks the American record, runs under 219.36, or Elliot Kipchoge breaks two hours oh that is a good question i mean we're we're, we're in the less than one percent category on both but you know which which one's i i would say kipchoge has a better chance mm. okay 
Did you see they got the custom shoes for him? I did. Yeah. You know. Custom colors. Smart move. Labeling labeling the shoes 159.40 with the Kenyan flag. Uh, I'd probably have already started my own brand called 159.40 if I was Kipchoge. Uh, So he's fallen short of my expectations a little bit. But, yes, having those shoes, that's nice. I, I would... I would, uh, right before the start line, hey, Bikele, check out these. Hey, you see what that says? One, one fifty nine forty. I know a lot of people got excited about your 201.41, but I was busy running 159.40. Yeah. Do they make 201 shoes? That'd be cool if he said that to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, no, well, and Bikele is going with the, Bikele's going with the next percents, not the, not the alpha flies. That could be big. That could Good prove luck. decisive. Yeah. Did, what did... Did no, because he would have had he ran well. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, he ran the he wore the next percents to run two hundred one. So I guess mm-hmm. dance with one have, that brought you. It, it's interesting to see the Nike athletes though that maybe don't wear the Alpha Flies. I I wonder mm-hmm. what that is. I mean, he obviously is an injury history, and those those people talk about aggressive, and uh, those mm-hmm. those those Alpha Flies are, are quite aggressive. I think we were talking to uh, the Minnesota kid. He was talking about it doesn't even feel like a shoe. So, so I, I can understand if I wouldn't want to wear them. Yeah. Yeah, Owen was – I thought that was an interesting way to put it because it's like, hey, how does a shoe feels feel? Well, not like a shoe, Kevin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I don't understand all. what that means, yeah. but that sounds yeah. intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a, an interesting caveat though because uh, – you would think he'd want to get any advantage, he, that being Bikele, any advantage that, that he could have. But I guess he thinks that maybe that it's too much of a risk to wear the outflies, or maybe he just doesn't like them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll leave it there. Again, you can watch the race if you're in Canada or select countries throughout the globe on Sunday morning. Obviously, we'll have a bunch of reaction to the race coming up uh, next week. But thanks, everybody, for tuning in this week. Thanks to our producer, Alon, you can email the show, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. Tell your friends, tell your training partner, tell your coach. We'll talk to you guys soon.